What about the action-adventure role-playing video game, Genshin Impact? Is it any bit like Legend of Zelda? Also, join We Love That Podcast as we adventure into new territory that we've never been in before. Music. We'll be discussing all this and more in today's episode of We Love That Podcast. And well, welcome to the show. Hope you had a wonderful day today, and I hope this helps make your day even better. So, today we'll be starting out with Middle Earth. It turns out a new Middle Earth book is coming out this fall. If you don't know what Middle Earth is, you're missing out. It's a really, really, really cool series by author J.R.R. Tolkien, except forgive me, it's not really a series, it's a universe. Almost like how we've been talking about cinematic universes on the TV, on the film screen, you know. It's like that, but with books. Except it's, it's even deeper than that. It's, Tolkien, it's author J.R.R. Tolkien's universe that he created and that he tells us about through books, basically. Something that he made in his mind, and he writes all these books that take place in it. Might be a way you could describe it. The book is called The Nature of Middle-Earth, and it looks pretty interesting. Now, I know what you're thinking, maybe. Didn't J.R.R. Tolkien die, like, in the 70s? And, yeah, the answer is yes, he did. But his legacy has lived on. I mean, it lived on, yeah, you could say in the movies and maybe this new TV show coming out that hopefully will be good. It better be good. It really, really, really better be good. But he also had many posthumous releases. You know, J.R.R. Tolkien's most known for his books, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit being that great kids book written about the hobbits, you know, in Middle-earth and this hobbit named... Bilbo Baggins that goes on this big adventure with some dwarves and Gandalf the Grey to rescue this map, not to rescue, to go to reclaim this mountain for the dwarves that this evil dragon named Smog is taken over. And then you have The Lord of the Rings, which is the epic, I dare say one of the greatest books written of all time. That's just my personal opinion. I've never even read it, but just what I know about it. I love the movies, by the way, so I'm not really that good of a person to talk about the books. But, you know, he, he wrote, <clears throat> excuse me, he wrote The Lord of the Rings, which is one of our epics. I mean, I dare say probably the greatest book of the 20th century, which I feel really weird saying it because I haven't read it yet. But, I mean, it's one of those things that you almost just know. Like, I guess many people would say, that's a better way to say it, many people would say it's one of the greatest books of the 20th century. And... Uh, yeah, that's one of those epic stories about another hobbit, which hobbits are those little people, and this epic adventure that involves this ring, and it's humongous, spans over three volumes, and it's wonderful. J.R.R. Tolkien did something amazing with his books. He described this beautiful world, which they call his legendarium. It's this collection of just basically this mental world that he created, and now, and he's sharing about it, on pen and paper. He did, he wrote so many essays on this world. It's more, it's bigger than just like a cinematic universe like Marvel and DC and all these modern things. 
so much bigger than that. What Tolkien did is more than just like a cinematic book universe, like a shared book universe, but it's even deeper. It was systematic, well thought out, philosophical, and somewhat maybe even allegorical. And it's just amazing. I mean, like his thoughts on what good and evil were, his thoughts on even maybe theology, and all this stuff comes out in it, and very systematic, very much, there's order to it. It's not just, oh, let's just add this thing in here because, I think. I mean, like I said, I haven't read a whole lot, but I definitely love what I've read. So, yeah, it's very beautiful. Undoubtedly the greatest lore ever made, like fictional lore, you know, like we've talked about these epic universes like Halo and Marvel and DC, they all have their lures. They're things that take place thousands of years ago. They're epic stories that take place in the past that help what's in the present. Tolkien has the best lore ever. I mean, it is absolutely flat out loud wonderful. And it's told through this book called The Silmarillion, which is amazing. So J.R.R. Tolkien wrote like, those were his two biggest books in his lifetime. He lived in England, you know. He was a professor, wrote these amazing books called The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. And then he passed away. You know, he passed away in the 70s. But his son, Christopher Tolkien, I believe, was in charge of the estate. And now he has released so many books of his, so many essays. And he's helped finish books and just helped expand Tolkien to what it is today. So for Tolkien's Legendarium, a.k.a. the Middle-Earth series, you know, they've released books like The Silmarillion, which we'll have to pause about in just a second. Then you have The History of Middle-Earth, all 12 volumes of it, collections of essays and just stuff that Christopher Tolkien's dad wrote about Middle-Earth. Also, he wrote books like The Fall of Gondolin of Baron and Luthien and many others, The Children of Huron. Yeah, he wrote all these things. Most of these stories that J.R.R. Tolkien's son, Christopher Tolkien, released are things that come before his acclaimed books like The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings or things that, like almost like alternate versions of stories. In fact, a little side note, the history of Middle-earth, one of the coolest things I've heard that's in it is a sequel to Lord of the Rings. Like Lord of the Rings never got a sequel. We really don't know what happens next in that universe. You know, you have its beginning, and we'll probably talk more about the lore of, lore of the Lord of the Rings in the show later. But you know, like you, we know the creation story of Middle-earth where this God, you know, and his angels create this universe. But we really don't know what happens after a certain point. We have prophecy of what's happening after a certain point. But the Lord of the Rings is like chronologically the last story that happened, you know. After the Lord of the Rings, it just goes And that was like chronologically the last thing Tolkien wrote, I think. You have those appendices in the back. I need to do more research on it. But you have those appendices in the back of the Lord of the Rings that talk about some stuff in the future. But... You know, it's like the Lord of the Rings third volume, Return of the Kings, like the last one. So, but the history of Middle-earth actually has a little bit of a written sequel that Tolkien was dabbling on and working on in it. And he actually stopped making it because he said it was depressing. You know, it didn't have elves. It delved into a lot of magical stuff that maybe was a little bit more darker than Tolkien usually wrote with. I don't know, but... He finally gave up on the, well, not gave up, but chose to quit on the project. But hey, his, his son, Christopher Tolkien, has actually put that little bit of the sequel available into one of those 12 volumes of History of Middle-Earth. So yeah, the History of Middle-Earth, that series is just, 
enough evidence that Tolkien did a lot of writing for Middle-earth, more than just his books. It was like a hobby almost. He just fleshed out this idea. Like, have you seen the other other like lores and universes flesh out as much as Tolkien had? Like his, it was more than just for money. I mean, most of the stuff he fleshed out, he didn't even sell. He didn't sell those little bits of lore like a movie studio or a comic book company would or Halo or something like that would, video game series would. He didn't sell them. Like, he just wrote them. That was like his hobby, I guess. He even wrote languages, for crying out loud, for his characters. Full-fledged languages. That's pretty crazy. And one of his posthumous releases is The Silmarillion. I love The Silmarillion. It's like my favorite book apart from the Bible. It's like amazing. It's my favorite fictional book ever. It's really cool. It's basically the Genesis account of Middle-earth. So, you know, if the Bible, you have Genesis, and that's where God creates the heavens and the earth. And the first, it's actually cool. Me and my brother were talking. Genesis covers, like, the first half of all of human history in the first half of the book, or less than half of the book. And that's kind of similar to the Lord of the Rings' book, The Silmarillion. The Silmarillion is what you might call, quote-unquote, the Genesis account. It's like, it's where the creator of the universe creates the universe, which is called Ea, by the way. And... Then he creates also this planet called Arda, which houses Middle-earth, which is one of the two continents on it. And it basically tells the, about the first great war and a lot of stuff like that. It's really grand, really epic, very mythical. Very, It changes the perspective of when you think of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. It really does. It's really cool. Read it, read it, read it. But, yeah, so all these posthumously released books... Have, been, have come out over the past 40 years. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's son, Christopher, has been doing this. Well, Christopher Tolkien has sadly passed away now. He passed away, I believe, 2020, maybe? He was, he was in his 90s. J.R.R. Tolkien was born, like, in the 1800s, which is crazy, you know, and then his son was still alive till the 2020s. That's amazing, or 2010s. And, well... This new book is called The Nature of Middle-earth. This one is edited by someone else. I don't know if Christopher Tolkien did any editing on this, but this is a bunch of essays about Middle-earth to help flesh out what is Middle-earth and certain ideas in it. So I'm going to read for you the description of this book on Amazon's website. It says, the first ever publication of J.R.R. Tolkien's final writings on Middle-earth, covering a wide range of subjects and perfect for those who have read and enjoyed The Silmarillion, that's me, The Lord of the Rings, Unfinished Tales, and the history of Middle-earth, and want to learn more about Tolkien's magnificent world, which by the way, Unfinished Tales was also another book that was released posthumously after Tolkien already died. It is well known that J.R.R. Tolkien published The Hobbit in 1937 and The Lord of the Rings in 1954-5. What may be less known is that he continued to write about Middle-earth in the decades that followed, right up until the years before his death in 1973. By the way, I'm still reading the synopsis. For him, Middle-earth was part of an entire world to be explored, and the writings in the nature of Middle-earth reveal the journeys that he took as he sought to better understand his unique creation. From sweeping themes as profound as elvish immortality whoa, and reincarnation and the powers of the Valar, who are like the angels, so to speak, almost like the Greek gods of Greek mythology, 
to the more earthbound subjects of the lands and beasts of Numenor and the geography of the rivers and the and beacon hills of Gondor, and even who had beards. Whoa. This new collection, which has been edited by Carl F. Hosteder, sorry if I got his name wrong, one of the world's leading Tolkien experts, is a veritable treasure trove, offering readers a chance to peer over Professor Tolkien's shoulder at the very moment of discovery, and on every page, Middle-earth is once again brought to extraordinary life. I find this fascinating that they're still releasing J.R.R. Tolkien writings, that he wrote so much about Middle-earth. Some of it isn't necessarily canon, not, and it's just ideas for Middle-earth and certain things to explain it, and just that they're still writing and they're still releasing things that were his. That's amazing. Like I've already said, I love like these extra writings that Tolkien has made and they're just now releasing like the Silmarillion or Unfinished Tales and the History of Middle-earth, all 12 volumes. One of the coolest things I've heard about for the History of Middle-earth is that it tells about like the fall of man in Middle-earth and in Tolkien's Legendarium. That's pretty amazing that he even goes to the detail to talk about the fall of man, like how Genesis had the fall of man, where Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then they lost life, so to speak. They became condemned to hell, and Jesus had to come and save them. And similarly, he, Tolkien, talks about a story kind of similar, not really like it, but at the same time, it's called like the fall of man in Tolkien's world. I don't know if it's canon necessarily, but he talks about it. Like some of the stuff in Tolkien's writings didn't necessarily happen. There are other versions of the story because, you know, Tolkien changed his stuff up throughout his, his entire life, you know. Like the story of Baron and Luthien, I'm pretty sure he never released it. That's a very acclaimed story from the Silmarillion, but he changed it probably, you know, throughout his whole life because he wrote it years ago when the Silmarillion was released in, the, released in the 70s, right after his death. So yeah, this book, The Nature of Middle-earth, coming out very soon. I wonder how Tolkien fans will like it. I wonder if it will reveal any new knowledge and, you know, just epic things about Tolkien's world that, like, huh, I never knew that before. I don't know. We'll find out. So, for King Country, I know, like, on the podcast, we really haven't done too much about music, but hey, music's a form of entertainment and pop culture, and definitely one of the rising artists right now is Freaking Country. If you've never heard of them, look them up, stop this video right now, and just binge all three of their albums and their singles. And if it's Christmas time, listen to their Christmas albums and things. You can listen to their Christmas album hey now. all month. Hey now. Oh, all, all month. All, all, the whole month of December. Honestly. Just put it on repeat yes. and just leave it there. For me, Lord, you're you're not gonna take your ears off of it. For me, though, I'd be honest. I'd say put it on repeat for two months. I'm one of those more beginning. If it's after Halloween, if it's beginning in November, put up that tree, man. Yeah, you're you're a little more of the, on the bold side liberal. than I am on the liberal side. You're conservative. I am. You're a little too <laughs> I'm a, conservative. I'm a little me. more strict on after the, Thanksgiving. Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Thanksgiving is pretty much the cutoff. Now, if there's snow on the ground a few That's days true. before Thanksgiving. I may make an exception. Now, what would you do if it was November the 15th and there was snow on the ground? And it just screamed, you got to listen to Christmas music. Possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I, I, I might, you know, the rules are more what you call guidelines. Yeah, it's like the pirate rules. code from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. But yeah, for King Country, it's an Australian twins. No, wait, I'm not twins. I'm sorry. That's, that's like Family Force 5. They're Australian brothers, Joel and Luke Smallbone. 
and uh, and Luke is the one with the hair, not the one without the hair. Well, they both have hair. Well, which is two different. There's styles. hair, and then there's the hair. That's true. And curly Luke is hair. the one with the hair. Yes, they're both really amazing people with with really amazing talent, and they're both really good singers. Oh yeah. And I know that they're like your favorite band ever, Garrett. Oh yeah. They're they're up there for me. They're probably top three, maybe even top two. So they just released a new song, and it's called Relate, and it's a song that takes a minute to get used to, honestly. Would you like to expound on that more, Garrett? Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting song overall, especially coming from them, because you look at, for, for those of you who know their history and know, that, know about their albums that have been previously released, they are, at least used to be, heavy on the percussion um, very diverse instruments, a full band. I mean, that their band was eight members back in 2014, Dang. Um, which is a very large band. Um, percussion, strings. Um, yeah, percussion's like their big deal. I mean, they have more drums than whoever has the most drums right. on planet Earth. Um, and Relate is a little more on the side of electric. There are a lot. There's a lot of electric elements to it, which. They did add plenty of <clears throat> electronic elements in their album Burn the Ships, but... Which came out a few years ago, third um, album. Yes. And they added some electronic elements there, and that album sounded very different. But Relate is really heavy on that side, uh, which is... It's it's difficult to listen to the first time, right. because it's very out of the ordinary for them. Part of me really feels like, when I listen to it, like... You know how most songs have verse, chorus, verse, chorus, or you have pre-choruses in, it's like that set structure? This song, I feel like it has it, but it takes a little while to, like, to discern it. And like It feels like you're listening to one song, then it switches over to feels like a totally different song. And I know that when I listened to their single, Joy, for the first time, back in 2018 when it came out, it was a similar experience where it's like, okay, this is different than everything they've done before. This is a little different. Yeah, and you've you've had that before though, right, Garrett? Because like for King Country, everything they do is always different yet similar. Yeah, yeah, they're, I mean, for, even from their first album Crave to their second album, I mean, they just went through a completely different change in their style and what their songs are about, and mm-hmm. just overall, just they they really change their style for every album release, and it appears to be since. They've announced that Relate is the lead single of their next album. Ooh. Um, so they said the word lead? Well, it will be their lead single Sweet. because, you know, okay, um, just the way it's released. And, yeah. But they did announce that their fourth studio album will be coming out next year, 2022. So yes. it'll be interesting to see if they build on that heavy electronic album. Oh, Adam. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That's Adam. I'm going to decline. <laughs> Just so, uh, yeah. We're going to cut that out of the podcast, just for those of you that want to know. Maybe. It's Adam. He does True. think on you. True. So we could think on him. <laughs> we, right could. we could. We could. We could hire a hitman on Adam. Yes, because he hired one on... Yeah, Garrett figured out about the whole hitman. We'll see which one of us... Was it the hitman's star. bodyguard? Ryan Reynolds? No comment. Yes. No comment. So, yeah. For King Country, they always sound just a little different. Like, Crave was much more, like, it's very much more romantic. Like, it looks like their lives are going through breakup, a big breakup or something. You can really see that in their songs. Their songs are a little bit more alternative, you've said before. Yeah. 
And then Run Wild is much more, I don't want to say much more Christian, because they're, it's all Christian, you know, they're the Christian band, they believe in Jesus, you know, it's really cool. But the second album is much more of something that, it's yeah, it's similar to a typical Christian album, but yet at the same time, it's so different than the average Christian band. There were more songs on Run Wild that appealed to a broad audience in CCM and right. uh, contemporary Christian radio. And, right, um, it was like, what, five singles for it? Yeah. That's a lot. Um, and that's not even counting priceless. Um, Are you sure? I believe so. Fix well, my eyes, my shoulders. Eyes. It's not over yet. Okay. Oh God, forgive us. Oh God, forgive us. I think priceless might be the fifth um, one. Prices. Yeah, priceless okay. is fifth. Yeah. And then six for burn the ships. Yeah. So. Wait. Isn't it? No. Are you sure? Four for burn the ships. But if you count together as part of burn the ships. Then five. Okay, then it's five. Yeah, it's okay. Joy, God only knows, and I'm in. And burn the ships. And, yeah, in together. Yeah. So, by the way, this band did partner up with Dolly Parton. They did. For a version of God Only Knows. And they have really, even though they're not country, they'll tell you that they're not country, even though the name country's in their title, kind of. Yes. But it's like, when it says country, it's not even talking about our country, probably. No, it's, it's Australia. It's Australia. So, but they've really been growing, and country music has been a way they've almost been growing, like whether through country music awards, like they went to the country Christmas show, what's that thing called? CMA Country Christmas. Yes, and they like, that helped their song, Little Drummer Boy, which is like such a unique version of the Little Drummer Boy. Whenever they do a Christmas song, they make a totally unique version of it. And yeah, I mean, they've grown in popularity. Relate, it's... Yeah, like Garrett said, such a more electric feel to it. How about the meaning? Like, I haven't done too much studying on the lyrics, but what do you think about the whole meaning of it? It's um, kind of like Together has more about our relationship with man instead of relationship with God. I, I personally consider Relate and Together to be sister songs in okay, a way. Yeah. Um, singles very much relating, pardon right. the pun, to the time they're released yes. together was released in the middle of 2020 which was Crazy. you know the year from hell yeah um and then relate is released in 2021 and it's a it's sort of its central themes are about healing and understanding each other right um differences in opinion or you know just the type of person you are and um i think that's on a lot of people's minds in 2021 okay um, yeah coming out of such a such a rough year right because we're like we're emerging from a very, I mean, yeah, good stuff came from, but in essence, also a terrible year, and such in that, a lot of death, a lot of sickness, obviously, and even in the entertainment world, like what we talk about in this podcast, everything being postponed, and yeah. it's like everyone's just a lot more tense right now. But this song talking about learning to relate to one another, and tensions are very high right now, yes. just in in the world's society as right. a whole, political um, tension. Uh, maybe religious and even racial tension and it's just everyone's just a little bit more angry like over at Starbucks I was talking to one of my former employees not employees like I'm the boss I'm not the boss there but <laughs> you're not the boss no 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 I'm, I'm humbled <laughs> yeah uh, but I was talking to one of my fellow co-workers that's the there word. you go co-workers Bingo. yeah and uh she's like yeah before COVID like just people just weren't as mean almost like you know, tension, people are just a little bit more anxious. And it's good that there's music coming out, like for King Country, with Together or Relate or other songs that they're making and going to make that are just helping us. They're more healing songs there. 
joyful songs. Yeah. So what do you think about album four coming out 2022? Like, do you think it could be like better? Like if you could rank right now the three albums that they've done, which is Crave, Run Wild, Live Free, Love Strong, and Burn the Ships. And of course this fourth one coming out, but where would you think this one will rank? Like will it be bottom? Do you think if relates kind of like the, the vibe that they're going for? I mean, it, you're obviously not going to be able to say definitively That's until true. the whole album is released. But That's uh, right. Relate is a very interesting way to sort of start the beginning of a new album campaign. Um, it's a shorter song for them. Ooh. It's uh, under three minutes. It's at two minutes and 53 seconds. Um, so it's a, it's a shorter song. Um, and maybe, you know, they're trying to branch out into, into a different style for this new album. Maybe it's going to be... be very electronic in nature, even more more so than Burn the Ships. Um, but, you know, if 2022 is the release date, going by Burn the Ships release, which was October of 2018, you know, we, we could see album four this at this time or maybe even later next year. Really? So they've got a lot um, of time ahead of them still. Um, but I think Relate's just meant to get get their foot in the door with us and say right. hey you know we've got we've got album fours coming this is your first little taste and uh we got the relate tour coming in this fall yes, which we're going to it, which we were, were going it was to. going to be their like world the encore tour for burn the ships but then covid happened yeah and now they changed the tour on us so hopefully we're still getting our money's worth and i'm sure we will but we just won't see that really cool set stage yeah that was an award-winning world tour like that was world renowned what they Fine. what they did with the set design for that tour it was a Just look up pictures of it guys yeah it was crazy it's visually stunning and really really awesome. innovative as far as set design so relate would make a good first song i feel like of the album doesn't it kind of fit for like the first song maybe kind of does yeah i can see it yeah I, I can i can definitely see that see that coming in so what if they made a full-fledged edm song Mm. Like a remix, it yeah. breaks out into like the EDM. And they've done drop. remixes that are very EDM-driven right. uh, in the past. So. Rehabs, they've collabed with Rehab. Yeah, some cool stuff. Well, basically, today we talk about something that Paxton has no idea about. What's that? I want to know about this. Because I didn't let you in on it. Oh, so now you're the one who started this podcast. Well, Adam, what on earth are we talking about today? I let Garrett in on it, though. He's not even in this part of the episode. Exactly. And what are we talking about? Because Garrett's useless, and he needs to know these things. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's just bash Garrett now. Okay, so what the heck are we talking about? Genshin, sorry. Genshin, sorry, that's what we named for a game. Oh, Genshin Impact. Awesome. So, for this game, you know, our audience may or may not know about it. They might. But at the same time, there's only two options here. Either you know about something or you know. No. It's like, to it's be like, or not I to be. I think it's like a year old, I think. It's a baby. Okay. Okay. So, pretend I know nothing of this game because... I really don't know much about this game. For our audience sake, you know, our audience probably knows about it, but I don't. Let's pretend I don't. Let's go. Let's, let's turn Paxton into dumb Paxton mode. Yeah. Want me to do that? Go into dumb mode, Paxton. 
up, man. Paxton, you sound like you're on drugs. No, 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 I'm not on drugs. I'm just, I just allowed all of the intelligence inside of me to live. Yeah, he's definitely on something. Now I'm an idiot. So tell me, what is whatever you said earlier? Well, they probably don't know what it is, so pretty much we're all dumb here, except for me. We were all dumb here. We've always been dumb. Well, I'm still dumb, so. So, Genji in, in my own way, because I, yeah. I'm the one who plays this game. Well, Maybe it is dumb. Forgot dumb mode, dumb mode, dumb mode. Okay. We're all going into dumb mode. We are. We so, got, we got, we, we, to put it better, I have dumb jokes, so that's why I'm dumb. Oh, I love dumb jokes. So, but they're not all dumb. No, Most no, of them are pretty good. I, I still have my dumb jokes, awesome. but they're good dumb jokes. Okay, let's start. So, this what, is gonna need some major editing. What is Genshin Impact? <laughs> um, it's pretty much a mobile game. Great, right, a mobile game. Paxton, it's not. Yay! The disgrace <laughs> of modern video gaming. It's also on PS4, so. Okay, that makes it better. So yeah, it's like it's like the one mobile game I actually. It's kind of like Fortnite on everything, including mobile. And it's gonna be on Switch, so. Ooh, they're not disgracing. Not Nintendo. Xbox. Oh. Because Xbox, even Garrett said Xbox sucks. They do not suck. We have Halo. Oh, oh, do I have to bring it up? I'm bringing up the text right now. You're bringing up the text right now. Yes, yes, the, the group text. What group text? Oh yeah, I was a part of this group chat. Make it an Xbox exclusive, pretty much, pretty much implying that when he said putting, the, he pretty much said ruining when he was talking about ruining Horizon for him, and he said making it an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. And that's pretty much implying that Xbox was bad. Yeah. All right. So oh, let's start. I'm, we're really getting off track. impact. <laughs> so it's a game. You said, okay, pretend I've never heard of it before. It's a game on mobile and everything else. Except for Xbox. Except for Xbox. Which what, is bad. What else? For some reason you like it. It has Halo. Loser. You can't just forget about Halo. It's a staple to modern video gaming. Are you saying that we should get rid of one of, modern? Our, one of our main pillars of modern video gaming? Modern pillar? Yeah. Are you talking about the pillar men? No, 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 no. Like a pillar that holds a structure together as part of our that, foundation that, I, as modern. Anyways, Genshin Impact. Genshin I had, Impact. I just had Genshin to make, Impact. I had to make a JoJo's reference. What's, oh, JoJo, yeah. <laughs> Genshin Impact. So it's a game. You got that settled. What the? Someone's calling? We'll have to be right back from this podcast. All right. <laughs> so n- enough with that phone call. And what enough of the distractions. Is Genshin Impact. Well, it's basically a Breath of the Wild. Okay, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm digging but it. But much better. Much better? <laughs> Bull crap. You can't just get much better. It, than it's Breath mixed of the Wild with it's mixed with a bunch of other crap. So you, even you think it's crap. Not crap. Not crap, crap, just crap. Like 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 whole bunch of other stuff. Stuff. Like yeah. elementals. Okay. Like element like a built like elemental abilities that's not a good rap putting like okay like so if i'm right it's kind of anime looking right it's an anime game right it's not an anime game you can't have anime and game mixed in one but it looks like an anime. it can't be in an anime art style but it is an anime art style then right 
It, like an anime. That girl looks very anime-like. Like just put it anime-ish, I guess. Anime-ish, okay. And so it's a little anime-ish bit like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it looks it looks like Breath of the Wild. It's, but it's not really like Breath of. Oh, it is like Breath of the Wild, but it's it's got a lot of differences that makes it different. Like, you know, what I mean. Yeah, a lot of things. Kind of like Horizon is to Breath of the Wild. This this game's got a nut, got a lot of different stuff going. Like the hilarious side quests, the um, the I feel like he's got a very unique story from what I've played so far, awesome. and and it's free to play, right? Yeah, it's free to play. Like Fortnite. Don't compare it to Fortnite. I just did. Fortnite's bad. No, it's not. You love Fortnite. I hate Fortnite. We played Fortnite a lot. Remember back when COVID was big, you know, and we were all playing Fortnite. That was only because of COVID. No, you you really liked Fortnite. You did. Admit it. You got cable for crying out loud. I did get cable. And by the way, when I say cable, I'm not talking about the opposite of direct TV. I'm talking <laughs> about the character from Deadpool. That was a dad joke. It was. I got a lot more if you want to hear Don't that. pull the Skyrim joke. Okay, so the Skyrim joke. What is no, Skyrim? No, It's a video God. game about basketball in the sky. Get it? A Skyrim? <sighs> Okay, Genshin Impact. Where were we? So Genshin Impact is an anime game. No, no, anime style game. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anime style game where it's free to play and it reminds you a lot of Breath of the Wild. Very open world-ish, right? We're getting somewhere. So you call, you said before to me that it's a summoning game, like you, you get characters a in. A gotcha game. A gotcha game. So is a gotcha game the type of game that you get? You know, like you buy a store, you get a game, you got it, you gotcha. Like, you can, like basically, there's ways to, like... That was a good dad joke. That's not a good... It was a nerd joke. It's basically where you can get more stuff by, like... Like... It's hard to explain. Like... It's kind of like DLC, almost. Not DLC. Because I think the way you explain it to me is almost like... You know, you're in a fight, and to get more characters on your side, you have to, quote-unquote, buy them, you know? Right? No, buy no the ability that's to not bring how it works. In. It's not? It's more like you, um, it's a luck of the draw. A luck of the draw, so it's random? Not really like that, but it's more like you can get free, but you can't choose to buy them. Mm. So they're all out for money. You can get them for free, but you can't choose to buy them. Okay. Like, if you get down to the last few, you can choose to, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to. You know what I mean? So, yeah, down to, like, the last you can beat. So, you either get them free for random or you buy the exact ones you want? I don't know if it works like that, but if oh, you're, like, okay. trying to get, if there's, like, you know what I mean. Okay. There's certain ways to um get certain, and there's, like, there there's even, like, it, there's, there's even like it's hard to explain. Okay. There's basically banners that will that that banners are like certain characters. Okay. And I think they enhance odds for certain characters. Okay. So there's one of these banners, Bruce Banner, aka the Hulk. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm Drink sorry. dad jokes. They're awesome. They're bad jokes, Paxton. They're kind of cool. So, Bruce Banner. He's in this game? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I was going to make a bad joke. Okay. I was about to say, if you start making banner, banner jokes or dad jokes again, I was going to make 
I was gonna make this a really, really bad podcast. Oh, you make a podcast called "This Is the Really Bad Podcast." Mm. We we love this really bad podcast. Dang, ouch! So I'll be honest. <laughs> when I saw the trailer for called "We Love That Podcast," that is what this is called. No, we love this really bad podcast called "We Love That Podcast." Oh, <laughs> dang! Now that's a long title. That's a long name. But you get it, right? I get it. I hate it. I get it. So, Genshin Impact had a neat trailer. It was very confusing. I was a little confused, honestly. No, it's it's. If you watch the other trailer, you'll get it. So like, it's about a girl. Yeah, it's not about a girl. It's, there's two characters. Oh. Is it her and her brother? No, you can play as one of them. The girl? No. The boy? No. The robot? No. Who do you play as? Either one. You just said you can only play as one of them. You get to pick. Oh. It's like two different side quests, two different quests? No, it's no? the same thing, but you get to pick which one you want to play as. Oh. Like, it, it really depends. Like So the game's free Basically, to play. it's like, if you pick... If you pick which which character you pick, the the other character will take the opposite okay. path. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I like how those these type of these Japanese games. One thing I really like about them is they're very creative. Like the story, you can see some really big world building when you saw that trailer. And yeah, it's a lot like Breath of the Wild because there are robots inside a nature-filled environment. There's not that many robots, Jackson. Well, that robot took up a lot of screen time. That was only because she's. I think she. I think that's like, I think they just went, I don't know why they put the robot in there. It might be because you've seen with a robot a lot. I don't know. Okay. Do you think anyone ever confuses them as a couple? Don't go there. Okay. So, the game's free right now. Do you think it'll forever be free? you think that's part of it? Would you guess? Yes or no? What? Do you think it'll forever be free? Probably. Okay, Fortnite. Except for the, um, like, stuff that, you know, the Battle Pass and the... Yeah. Which ain't, like, big stuff. It's just, like... Okay, so it's not as big as it's that like, Fortnite it's like Pass. It's like, Battle Pass is just, like, oh, there's an... You know, it's, like, extra weapons is it of in the its, same weapons. Is it in its beta form? No, it's... No, it's already... It's, it's I don't... I start... It's, like, a year old, so... Sweet. So, there's a right answer to this question. Which one's better, Genshin Impact or Fortnite? Genshin. That's the wrong answer. Shut your mouth. You, Fortnite is crap. It is not crap. And you know you're saying that just because. You know Fortnite. Which is better, Breath of the Wild or Fortnite? Oh, shoot. Why do you gotta give me so hard? Because if I say Fortnite, my brother's gonna be angry at me forever. <laughs> Which one do I play more? Fortnite. Man, you're putting me you're through playing, a hard situation. Right, you're playing. If you you know if you asked me to play Fortnite with you, I would have played with you. Yeah, right. But you don't ask me. This is getting awkward real quickly. Now I'm getting mad at you. You're getting mad at me. Thank you so much for listening to another exciting episode. Mm-hmm. We love that. Podcast. Wait, we haven't finished. We haven't finished yet. Okay, let's continue. Where are we going? Okay, what, 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 what else do we need to cover about Genshin Impact? First off, are we going to talk about the story or stuff? Yeah, let's talk about the story. That's important. I, I don't know. I, should we? doesn't matter. 
We just finish right here. I don't care. Okay. I just want to mess with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, like do, I did do, last time. Do you know anything about the story? Like, what is Actually, the story? it's about. I think it's about like gods and. Okay. So, so a little bit about gods. A little bit about other stuff. A little bit. Just a little sci-fi in there. Not sci-fi. Not really. A little mytho- mythological. There's a lot about. Um, <laughs> there's this one, there's this one part where there's like this, there was like there was like this dispute between um this country and this other country okay. thing, and I was like, and I was like politics, and then I said, Pretty I'm, and then, I, and then and then I said, I'm not brave enough for politics. That's a quote from episode three. Obi Wan leaning on the wall, and Anakin's like, join us in the pol- political stuff. And he's like, no, 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 I'm too brave for politics, and I'm not brave enough for politics. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so and, much for what? And I literally went over to the wall and leaned on it and said it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Good visual aid for an audio podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. So, Genshin Impact, would you recommend it? Yes, I would. Awesome. I might have to start playing. Is it online? Can we do online mode? Like both play yeah, together? it's online. Sweet. That's one of the things I regret. I didn't like about Breath of the Wild. Is that Breath of the Wild... You can't have two links yeah, going around, though. But I wish you had two characters. Like, imagine if you both stormed an orc, orc camp, goblin camp, together. <laughs> and then you use an agent arrow on the other guy, and he's like... Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just dead. <laughs> and then you're like, hey, back, and guess what? And you turned around, and you're like... That oh, reminds crap. me of when we played Fortnite back in COVID, and we were... And we like, throw grenades yeah, at each like, other. Hey, Adam, throw a grenade. <laughs> and you start right here on the same team. It's awesome. <laughs> And then, we do it, and then we do it to our teammates. Oh, I love it whenever we were driving in that car on that big van. Oh, yeah. And, and I, no, no. <laughs> I, I jumped out of the car and let you in the car. <laughs> and I just see your username just fall. It's just so funny. I love that one time. I, 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 I just turned around and I just saw you. And you and you had gone through like a warp point or something. Oh, and you and you were like falling through the sky in a car. Oh, we're going all fast and furious. And, and, I, just, and I, I just turned around. I just saw a car. <laughs> Falling through the sky, and I saw, and I saw episode three fan or whatever. Yeah, yeah, my name tag episode three fan just fall. And then I was like, well then, Paxton's gone fast and furious on me. That, exactly, <laughs> yes. that like what you said. Um, it was, it was just like Family's yeah, everything. What is the? And then I thought, what is this power? And then you said, the power of family. <laughs> have you seen it? I have, I've seen the memes for Fast and Furious. No, no, that was that was like a Devil May Cry Fast and Furious fam. Oh, and then it's like we have an f- army, we have a family. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for watching another episode of We Love That Podcast. I'm your host, Paxton Pritchett, along with my co-host Adam Heldenbrand. I'm so glad y'all could join us today. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe on wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram. And Adam's doing the floss in the corner. We will see you next time.